everyone, and good morning. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm very excited to talk to our guest, but before he joins in, I wanted to tell you a little bit about him. Now, Jimmy Kairouz is a screenwriter and a film director who received his master's in 2016 from Columbia University. Jimmy has made two award-winning films, and his third is now in the running for the 2021 Oscars. Now, today, we are going to talk to Jimmy and find out what drives him, what inspires him, and why did he choose to go in this direction with uh, in this industry, and why did he choose film? Now, each one of his films has a message, and each one is also focused on the Middle East. So to find out more, Jimmy, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Sophie, for having me. Jimmy, I'd like to start by getting to know you a little bit more. So these days, a quick Google can bring up the basics. We all know that. But I want to know, why do you do what you do? Why did you choose to do what you do? And what is the main motivator? Um, well, it's, uh, I always loved, you know, uh, going to the movies ever since I was a, I was a kid. And... Uh, it, it was almost, you know, my, my, my favorite uh, hobby when my when my parents, uh, you know, w w were, were telling, like, used to tell me that, hey, we're going to see a film. I remember it was, uh, it was really exciting. I loved the, you know, the fact that I can, for two hours, you know, be taken somewhere else to, 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 a, to another world, to a different place, uh, experience uh, things, feel, you know, um, have emotions, uh, thoughts. Uh, so all of that, um, but it wasn't always easy, you know, in Lebanon, uh, most people, you know, are doctors, engineers, lawyers, or business, you know, oriented people. And, and I mean, they do, they study business. And um, so I remember when people used to tell me like, what do you want to do? And uh, I, I did my undergraduate studies at, uh, at UIG and I used to say like, audiovisual. And a lot of people were like, what is that? Uh, <laughs> But I was like, you know, I'm studying uh, filmmaking. Oh, like you make films. It, it was really like uh, quite something. Uh, really, really out of the ordinary. <laughs> yeah, frowned upon sometimes. Like a lot of people used to tell me like, uh, yeah, can you make a living, you know, doing that? <laughs> I used to get that a lot. So um, did, it, did that motivate you to just want to do it more? Uh, maybe. It also scared me back then. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it, it, it was scary. You know, not a lot of people here do it. Uh, no one's in my family is a filmmaker. So, uh, but I, I remember like, you know, you, you live only once and you really will, you know, you, you really want to do something you love and you have more chances of succeeding if you choose a profession that you love and if you wake up every morning and do something that you that you love and you, you feel passionate about so i guess that's why i i i chose what i what i did filmmaking uh i guess i i feel passionate about 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 films and telling stories and i guess it's it's that's what always motivated me well, that's so very nice to hear. I mean, we're hearing it more often now. People are walking out of the corporate industry and finally, you know, finding their passion and not being afraid, you know, and it is a risk that we all have to take at the end of the day. But as you said, you only live once. It's a risk worth taking if it's something you truly believe in. Now, earlier, I did mention uh, the several films that you have made. Each one has been recognized internationally. 
Now, how much effort and time does that goes into creating such masterpieces? And for those looking to pursue um, a similar career, and especially those in the Middle East, you know, listening to what you've just said and how much um, adversity that you had to face, what kind of advice would you give them? Um, well, thank you. Uh, uh, well, I guess it's 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 a lot about persistence. You you gotta you know keep going, keep doing it, uh, no matter the obstacles, uh, no matter you know what 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 people say things, uh, even if some 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 things are delayed or take more time. I guess it's just like persistence, keep doing it, and and a lot of hard work. Obviously, that's that's not nothing new. Um, but yeah, I mean, films in general, to 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 answer the second part of your question, do take a lot of time, uh, and it depends if it's a short documentary or a feature. But usually, I'd say a feature film is at least two years of work, and sometimes much more, like three or four years. Um, from the moment you have an idea, it could take up to a year or more to write it, to write a full screenplay. And then if you have funds, and that could take forever, especially in the Middle East, but if you have funds, uh, I'd say a year between pre-production, production, and post-production at least. So it, we're looking at two, three years easily. I and think the- Often more. Yeah, definitely often <laughs> yeah. more. It depends uh, how long it is as well, I guess, um, and the details. But I just wanted to say you brought up the issue of funding. Um, obviously, I, I'm a journalist. I've been working in the field. Uh, my partner is a filmmaker himself, and uh, it's something we do feel severely passionate about. Uh, we're in the documentary side of things. However, my point here is uh, there, are, there are so many spirited people coming out, especially after the 2019 revolution. There's so many stories that people would like to tell. There's so many storytellers coming out, you know, from poems to songs to to, to, to just it's the depth has just expanded um, and all of this flavor of talent has sort of been released now my question to you is those that that are as I said before that are looking to pursue something like this I mean how hard it would it be to get um, guidance and funding um, it really depends um, I co couldn't agree more with you that that there are so many talents uh, in Lebanon uh, so many creative minds, um, and that's very encouraging. Uh, and also, I mean, at least in my field, I know that we have uh, really uh, great production houses that can really produce uh, a lot of challenging films, a lot of bigger projects. Um, there are a lot of incredible people, uh, incredibly talented. Um, Funding, well, it depends on the project. I guess if, if the project is right and an investor or a producer can feel that, if the timing is right, the story is a bit timely, if, if you know, um, the, the artist or whether a director or musician has you know, proven that you know, he can produce great work on a, in a shorter format, for instance, then I guess uh, it, it, it could really happen. But, but in, for instance, in my case, um, before shooting Broken Keys, I've already done a short film um, that was kind of like my thesis film at Columbia University. And that short won the student Oscar uh, in, in Los Angeles. So that helped me a lot. Um, and, you know, I had, you know, something to show for like, hey, I want to do the feature film. And this is what I've done in a shorter form. Um, so that helped. Um, 
in films are hard in Lebanon. I mean, we, we're not, this is not the US where we have production houses, you know, um, uh, with, with millions and millions of dollars. And it's not like France where you have a state that is kind of, uh, you know, financing a lot of films. Um, most films are private, um, private, if you want, uh, in, in, how do you say it? Um, privately funded? Um, yeah, privately funded, like, uh, I wanted to say, like, uh, private initiatives, that's what, that's what I, I was looking for. And, uh, but I believe if the project is right and the artist, you know, uh, know what he wants and he can prove, you know, he's proven that, you know, he, he can, you know, work at a very high level, uh, there's no reason why a project shouldn't, you know, eventually happen. I mean, I'm just going to put this out there. I know this isn't really why we got on the conversation today, but you can choose to answer the question or not. But since we're we're getting towards the topic, you know, we're mentioning this these copious amounts of talents that are coming out uh, of Lebanon and that that really needs and and are trying to find a way to have their voice heard. However, there is this overlying corruption and uh, whilst uh, and I scratch your back, you scratch my back. And it sort of feels like if you're not in the right clique or you don't know the right people, you're never really given a chance. And I think that's a really challenging factor in this part of the world. And um, would you think that because you went to Columbia University and your film won the student award film, the, uh, student awards there, that, it, that you managed to get that chance, you know? Uh, is would you advise those in Lebanon that maybe you can't do it from here and that you are going to have to step out, even though all of us are trying to say, stop the brain drain. But I mean, these opportunities aren't really uh, coming around or knocking on your door a lot. No, they're not. They're not uh, knocking on your door in Lebanon. Um well, in my case, it wasn't political. Um, it was, as I said, I had something to show for. I had a showreel kind of, and and uh, it wasn't political at, at all. Many times it is, you're right. But not only in Lebanon, actually. Um, even in LA, uh, I guess, if you, depending on who you know, and if you know the right people, or any, actually anywhere, even, even in France, in, in, in the UK, if you know the right agents, the right producers, you definitely have much higher chances of making a project happen. That's not new. Regarding the corruption in Lebanon, um, personally, I haven't really experienced corruption, political corruption in my field. Um, so I wouldn't know anything about that. But I'm sure, yeah, I mean, if, if, if definitely you, you know someone, uh, yeah, I mean, of course, things happen faster for you, uh, unfortunately, but that's the case, I, I think, everywhere. It's not particular to Lebanon. Very, very well answered. I, lo I love your comment there. That just goes to show that everybody, that if you're in Lebanon and you're whinging, I mean, Jimmy has faced these obstacles all around the world. It's not just uh, particular to this country in specific. Again, um, putting politics aside, uh, let's, let, let's take a deeper focus now on your latest film, Broken Keys. And for the listeners that may not know um, what, what it's about or may not have heard about it, I think it would be interesting if you could just give us a little synopsis and maybe uh, the type of challenges that you faced while you were creating this. Sure. Uh, Broken Keys is about a musician, musician struggling to rebuild his piano after it is destroyed by 
the Islamic State and the story sets place uh, somewhere between Syria and Iraq in a place where um, daily activities such as smoking tobacco, modern dressing or music have been banned. Um, so that's what it's about. But in terms of challenges, I mean, we literally, literally faced every possible challenge. Uh, well, it know, was if, even if, a challenge if, if, getting it into Khan in 2020 as well. <laughs> that's, 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 the, that's just the end of it. But like, if you, if, before I started this, if someone told me, you know, that what was going to happen would happen, I, I, I would say that this person is crazy. I mean, literally, I mean, the, we started in 2019. Uh, and already, you know, the situation in Lebanon wasn't great. We started pre-production in summer 2019. And it was already hard, you know, not a lot of people would have thought, you know, of making a film. And, and I'm very grateful and thankful to the production and, and the producer and everyone. You know, the story, as I said, sets, takes place in a, in a war-ravaged uh, that in Lebanon. I mean, we don't have a destroyed city or destroyed town, thank God. Well, until August, uh, so for twenty twenty, travel somewhere else to shoot it. So, until August, yes, until August went, uh, yeah. So we 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 went to Mosul in Iraq. Um, that was already a huge challenge because a lot of people were worried about you know the the security over there, uh, the security detail over there, and you know no one would give you even insurance. Um, I mean, try to get insurance if you're going to Mosul. Um, I don't know, uh, pretty hard. Uh, and then we shot literally at the last, you know, areas where the Islamic State fighters fought before losing the Battle of Mosul. Um, and, you know, you could still at some places, you know, smell um, bodies buried underneath rubble. And you could see beards uh, cut off and, you know, on the, on the floor. And basically it's what the fighters did. Uh, you know, they cut off the, their beard just before, you know, getting to avoid getting caught and recognized. Uh, before they, you know, uh, uh, kind of like uh, melted with, the, with people, with um, civilians. Uh, and then when we came back, the, the, the Lebanese revolution had started two days ago. We came back on Sunday. Um, I, obviously, we, st we stopped the production, uh, even though we started the shoot uh, for, for a couple of weeks. It was incredibly hard. Uh, we were highly motivated by, you know, the political events that were happening, but at the same time, like three weeks later, you know, we had this call, I'm like, okay, what do we do now? Uh, and it was incredibly hard to uh, continue the production because A, a lot of people's minds were elsewhere, but, but B, but everyone wanted, you know, to continue the film. We already started the shoot and, you know, we wanted to finish the project. So schedule wise, it was a nightmare. And again, I thank uh, the, the assistant director for, for you know, uh, doing such a great job uh, managing everyone's, because, you know, we had a lot of actors and everyone was busy on something else. So, you know, figuring out how to, you know, make everyone's schedule work together was already uh, so challenging. And then, you know, you had, the, you had the, the banking and the financial crash in Lebanon and, you know, in, in films, you need some liquidity. So it was really hard like to pay things like catering or, and then you had COVID uh, on top of everything else. Um, for in, and the whole post-production was done, you know, um, via, you know, sending, uh, I mean, between Paris and, and Lebanon. And since I couldn't be there uh, most of the time, it was really challenging to work, uh, you know, from here with, with everyone over there. 
And for instance, Gabriel Yared, uh, who, who scored the music for us, usually he records in London at Air Studios. And he supervised kind of like the recording from Paris. Um, and that's like, imagine like you have a team of like 40 people with engineers and musicians. And those are the people, you know, who scored things like uh, the, the Lord of the Rings or the, and, and there's there, you know, he's, 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 he's supervising everything from, from his headphones in Paris and his laptop. Uh, so the circumstances were really extraordinary. And, I'm, and then Cannes didn't really happen. I mean, it happened. We were so grateful to be, you know, part of the official selection, but, you know, we couldn't be there in person, um, which was upsetting. Uh, of course, we would have loved to be there. Um, but I'm grateful, you know, despite all the challenges, I'm grateful we were able to finish. And, you know, what happened in Lebanon and in the world is much, much bigger than, 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 than our film, than this film industry in, uh, in general. So as long as you're healthy, if, the, if COVID taught me one thing is as long as you're healthy, you know, you got to be grateful. Most definitely, Jimmy, that does sound like a quite so many things going on, you know, it's so many layers into trying to create um, a creative piece. And, and that does take patience. It needs calm. It doesn't, you know, when, when things get stressful um, and the artist gets stressed or the director gets stressed, I mean, it does prove to be a very, very difficult challenge, I can say from personal experience. <laughs> So uh, good on you, and I'm I'm so glad you, yes. you you trudged through. You got to the light at the end of the tunnel. You made your way, and and uh, you're being redeemed for that. You know, people have recognized uh, your film, and, and and so many good things have come from it. But I I have a question for you, Jimmy. You know, you were just talking about all the things that you had to face while you were filming this, and one of them was you know, these myriad of crises that were taking place in your home country, you know, Lebanon, you may have been in Iraq, Bill, you know, you may have been trying to work on something, but you had so many things going on. How did that make you feel? Um, and what do you really believe needs to be done for, for Lebanon to get back on track? Wow, that's a, uh, that's a great question. Uh, it's not an easy answer. Um, I think people's mentality has to change, honestly. We keep blaming the politicians and there are to blame, of course. Uh, not there, I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, say more about this other more than, you know, they should be all in jail, but people has to, I mean, I feel personally, and what, what is upsetting and what I've noticed living here, I mean, um, that people need, there is little unity in this country. I mean, people, if you ask random people, what's your vision about Lebanon? What's your vision for Lebanon? And then you ask someone else and then a third person and fourth person, you get different answers. And we're not, you know, I'm not hearing anyone, for instance, talking about how are we gonna, you know, uh, uh, benefit from all the sun we get all year and, you know, how we're gonna get, gonna, gonna get solar panels and, you know, um, you know, become self-sufficient on energy. How are we gonna uh, take advantage from all the water, the fresh water that we have for free, you know, to, to, to use it for, 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 it's, it's, I mean, I don't know, it's, I feel, 
it should be on people on, on it should be the the priority on people's mind it should be what we should be what everyone should be talking about like because i think everyone can we all want better healthcare we all want power uninterrupted power we all want better internet we all want water and that's something that can really unite every lebanese regardless of who he likes who he follows who he thinks we should you know our external policy should be or or to, towards which country we should you know pledge allegiance or not um i don't know i wish we will start you know people will start talking about ideas and things that you know can bring us together and projects that can bring us together because there are so much there's so much work to do uh in lebanon and the potential is in incredible i mean we have mountains we have i mean if you i mean dubai dubai for instance is so is so wealthy but even if you have like five trillion dollars you cannot build a mountain you cannot buy snow that falls. You cannot buy the access to the sea that we have. I mean, we should, we should, we should. I don't know. We should, we should be. We should, the country should have an income of billions of dollars every year from tourism. We're well located in the globe. We're not. It's not New Zealand. It's not Alaska. It's Lebanon. It's pretty much on everyone's, you know, uh, way. Um, we have the sun. We have storms. You can use that for energy. Uh, we have fresh water we have we have you spoke about the brain drain we have a lot of qualified people yeah. and instead it's all political and they make everything everyone makes everything about you know politics and religion and i couldn't be more against that well, uh, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, I, I think you, you said everything that needs to be said. I think you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I, sustainable growth, you know, working with each other, collaborating with each other, using the resources we have, applying yes. the ideas, using the talent that, that we have, that are Lebanese, that live abroad and consistently want to come yes. home. Come home, you know, fund these ideas. There are a lot of people with them, but as you said, you know, even in the film industry, it's very hard to be recognized. It's very hard to get that funding. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult, you know, and um, I do know a lot of people that are trying. You have Adib Dada that is desperately trying to make a difference in the country, you know. He's a friend and I've been planting with him. Exactly, exactly. Sam El Khouri, he goes down, he's, he's flagging things all over the place. You have people trying to save Bistri. Yes. You know, there, there is there that they are there, they are trying and uh, they just need, in, in my eyes, they need some support and guidance. And that usually does, you know, as you said, it, there is a lot of re-education that does need to take place. The people mm -hmm. we're talking about may be a minority, we need this to be a majority. Um, but even this minority is facing its own challenges. And as you said, there are so many hurdles, whether it be religion, whether it be who you're affiliated politically, whether they're going to allow you to succeed or not. So as you said, Lebanon has a long way to go. And I think people like you and talents like Adib um, being around and, and showing the youth and showing others that things are possible and that you are there to stand by them. Um, I think is is very inspiring. And on that note, uh, everything you just said, are you putting this into the next movie? Well, yeah, I'm, <laughs> well, maybe. Yes. The, the, yeah, I am. I mean, the, the next idea I'm working on is about corruption. 
but I don't know yet if it's worldwide corruption or it's it's just related to Lebanon. But it's uh, it is about that. We we the world also faces uh, great challenges and and. But I, I'm optim. I mean, I'm positive about. I think the new generation could really change things. Sometimes it takes a generation to to change things. I'm hoping the newer generation in Lebanon will change things. I was very happy to see what was happening in the universities, in the political uh, elections. Um, and I'm I'm not optimistic. I'm not pessimistic. I'm I'm trying to stay positive, and I uh, and hopeful. And just watch and wait and see where you can support. I think that's all that's asked from you these days. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing yeah. and showing what you you're showing. Do what showing. you can. Yeah. Yes. Everyone has a part to play, whether it's this big. or If you're only capable of this much, you give this much. If you're capable yeah. of this of much, course. give this much. Exactly. Of course. Jimmy, Planting one tree is better than doing nothing. Exactly. Just one tree. Yeah. So uh, anybody that was listening is wondering what uh, Jimmy means about planting trees. Uh, we have a wonderful architect and biomimicry specialist. His mm -hmm. name is Adib Dada. And he is on the mission now where he is planting guerrilla forests all over the country where you find um, dense pollution. So uh, a place in Lebanon, we have Zoo and we have a power plant and it releases, uh, emits a lot of uh, um, CO2 and these these gorilla forests will be used to combat that and also the species of plants am I right they're found locally they're not brought in from abroad and um, they're planted in yes it's about planting a native forest yeah so what what Ajib I mean he should speak about that and hello Ajib and what <laughs> he did is amazing I mean he he found out about this Miyawaki technique which is um, a technique um, developed by a Japanese um, uh, a Japanese, which is basically the idea is to plant whatever is native to the area. So what he did is he brought a team of experts from, from India and, and uh, all around the world. And I remember the first, because I filmed, you know, this initiative. Yeah, he uh, told me you were working on it. He told me you were filming. Yeah. I, I told him I want to come and film. He's like, I've got Jimmy working on it. I'm like, okay, if you've got Jimmy working on it, go for it. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, I mean, what he did is amazing. Basically, you plant whatever is native to the to the to the area to Lebanon, and and it's it's about planting uh, a lot of different trees, not just the same kind of trees. Because here, for instance, in Lebanon, we have a, a monoculture problem sometimes. Like all the pine trees were planted, but they're not really. It's artificially planted. They're not really or they're they weren't there like centuries ago. So he plants uh, different kind of trees, uh, and they they're trained. They train their roots to go to spiral down and go deeper to you know get the water. And basically, these trees grow up so much faster. They say about ten times faster, and they 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 uh, soak up much more uh, CO two than you know uh, usual forests. Adib should speak about that. Yes, he's yes, the yes. No, but he what yes, he's yes. doing is is awesome, and and uh, I'm very happy. I was part of this. I'm very happy. I mean, uh, uh, I was able to you know to because I, I yes I filmed, but I also learned so much and I planted, and I'm I'm so happy to have you know gone through this experience. 
So everybody listening, now you do know what's coming in the future. You can see what Jimmy's literally got his hands dirty and uh, um, a, lot of a lot of beautiful, posit positive things to come out of this. Jimmy, I want to take a moment just to enlighten our listeners that we are a crowd-funded organization and we do rely on donations. So if you can take a moment and head to the website, levantex.com, every little counts. So Jimmy, thank you very much for being with us today. It's been lovely and I feel honored and i can't wait to hear what happens in the future we're always following you and we'll most likely have you back very very soon thank you so much sophie thanks for having me and great talking to you